All right, everyone, good evening. Uh, this is Stan Rasmussen. It's um, 531. We have a quorum for the Sustainability Advisory Board. So we're going to go ahead and proceed. First item on our agenda is our housekeeping reminders. Kathy, please. Hi, it's uh, Kathy Richardson, the Director of Sustainability. Good evening, everyone. Uh, just uh, sharing a few housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. The meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. And all board members, uh, please keep your video on. All others can keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. And if you are having any trouble, you can send me a chat. Uh, the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And just a reminder that there is another board meeting tonight, um, so that we ask that this meeting wrap up by 7.15 p.m. Now I'll turn the meeting back over to you, Stan. Okay. We've got a lot on the agenda tonight, so we need to try to move along. Uh, I, I do want to say, though, I, I appreciate seeing so many people here in person. That's great. Next item on our agenda is the minutes from our October meeting. Looks like Nancy uh, was Did anybody reading. have any comments or concerns? Um, Nancy raised her hand. Nancy, did you have a question? Well, I, I was just going to ask that we um, discuss the order of the agenda as we've had in the past. I don't want to interrupt your uh, uh, consideration of the minutes of the last meeting, but after that, could we please discuss the order of the agenda as we had in the past? Thanks. Okay, so the first thing, though, we want to do is uh, approve the minutes from the October meeting. Do we have any edits that need to be made or motions? When I unmute, it creates quite a good echo. Yeah, don't unmute. Don't ever unmute. Don't unmute. Lesson for life. Um, this has been Sykes. I didn't have any uh, significant changes to it, and I haven't heard any others, so I would move that we... Um, I would move that we pass the minutes from um, October meeting. Does anybody want to second that? Kay Johnson, SAB board member, second. Thank you, Kay. All those in favor of approval of the minutes from October 11th, please signify by saying aye. 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 Any opposed, same sign. Okay, the minutes are approved. And at Nancy's request, she wants to talk about the order of the agenda items. Now might be a good time. Nancy, did you have some suggestions you wanted to make? Yeah, I suggest that um, rather than having presentations first, that we have business of the, of the committee prior to that and then save the, that at the, the end of the meeting so that we have time to consider the uh, business. We, Last meeting, we had such a long presentation that we were really rushing through the business of the meeting. We really didn't get done what we should have had done. So that's my suggestion. I put forth um, a proposal that we put the presentations at the end of the meeting. Are there others that have comments on that? I have to push Yeah, a you just talk, I think. Talk. I just talk, I have to push yep. a button. You okay. don't have to do anything, just talk. Uh, 
Actually, I would, I would second that and to support it for sure. You know, maybe we could look at um, our action items. Uh, maybe Kathy could maybe give a, a condensed version of it, just the important things so we, that we don't run over. Um, looking forward to hearing about what, what Kim and, and Jamie have to share, but um, I agree that we should uh, take care of business and business first. That's been kind of pending for a while. Other comments? Uh, yes, I would like to add the um, potential elimination of the SAB board also to the items to be discussed. Okay. That's a pretty high priority. In what order? After our business and then before the presentations. Before presentation. Kathy, you had a comment? I I do have a comment, and I just I want to be uh, sensitive with uh, the schedule that we provided the guest um, speakers tonight. So um, I do know that there is a, a time um, crunch, uh, at least for uh, Kim Kreiner Ritchie, who had let me know that um, she does need to uh, pick up a kiddo um, here at 6:15. So I, I'm just saying this like this was already kind of discussed, and so um, she was happy to run through the presentation of open space plan, but if that, if you prefer that that be deferred to a different date, um, I don't want, you know, her to be late or not be able to, um, you know, accomplish uh, what she had um, already kind of notified me about with her time um, sensitive item tonight. So uh, if that's something that just gets pushed um, yeah, we can. to another night, uh, and then I'm not sure about Jamie and her schedule, but again, I just want to be sensitive to the speakers that were invited tonight, uh, since the assumption was that they were going to speak first thing. Thank you for that comment. Any other comments from board members? Maybe we could. Well, based based on that, uh, this is uh, Don Hawkins, a board member. Um, uh, maybe you could give us a uh, maybe a condensed version, so that we. Have we never have enough time in these meetings and we always seem to get cut short um, and maybe just kind of highlighting some things that the full board should know and if you're willing uh, to meet with our subcommittee again um, and keep you know con continue providing feedback but uh, it'll be good to see where you're at and um, hear what you what kind of input you would like from the board uh, this has been Sykes Vice Chair. I mean, uh, Jamie and Kim, could you guys give us an idea of the time that you expected to present for? I mean, in the agenda, it just says your item. It doesn't say how long. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was told we had an hour to, uh, co uh, for Kim to have half that time and for me to have half that time. Okay. So that's what I was planning for, but I, I can, um, by request, condense it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just my personal feelings. I think we want to hear everything you guys have worked on and, and how you've worked on it. I, I think, you know, it is important, particularly, I'd say, for our action items that we get to those, given that that's been a, a, a kind of a perennial problem here, or at least one that's been raised against us. So I'd like to, um, I, certainly for the action items that we have here, I, I would, I think those definitely need to be done before um, staff updates, and I would say before um, subcommittee updates, because, um, getting something, getting those voted on since we have a quorum, I think is an important piece. Other comments? So maybe we could ask him to come back later um, and just do the climate part, Jamie, um, and in a condensed format too. That seems like that would give us 
more time for us to do our action items and then and then have you talk in a condensed version. I, I agree. I think that's a great idea, Kay. Sorry, Kim. <laughs> no, that's okay. Mayor, um, if it's okay for me to interject, uh, Kim Craner Ritchie, Sustainability Manager for Douglas County. I was going to suggest the same thing. If you if you are needing to to push something aside tonight, I think the open space plan, which is what I the main thing I was going to going to deliver to you tonight, um, there is still some time for me to come back and talk about the possibility of the the ways that we're already talking to the City of Lawrence about working together. Um, and so in in the next couple months, um, if if you have room on your agenda, I'd be happy to come back. I do have one uh, question for you, Kim. I saw that there's a survey um, for the open spaces. Perhaps you want to give that to Kathy and she can distribute to us uh, that survey because it looks like there's a time frame on that, but I didn't see any other time, time constraints on the open spaces. I could, con I could send the survey and I could condense. I, I could provide a little bit of a... Uh, just a progress report and send that to Kathy if that sounds like it would be of interest for your for distribution to you. Yeah, I, I, Kim, I'm sorry that you showed up here anticipating to speak first, but it seems like the consensus of the board is to address other agenda items first. Okay, and well, I won't take any more of your time then. I'll just get that email to Kathy. If I can inter interject, yeah, this is Don Hawkins, board member. Um, I think it would be great if we could kind of agree as a group to to invite Kim back for the next meeting and just have that a, a known factor for next or next month's agenda. If uh, if this day of the week will work for you next month, December. yeah, if she's available, that would be real nice. I was looking forward to hearing about the open space plan, and I have taken the survey, so or completed it. Mm -hmm. Thanks, All Kim. Right. Thank you, Kim. Thanks. Give her more time for kids too. So with that, I guess we're going to go into the agenda items first, and it sounds like there's a desire to start with agenda items two and three. So we'll start with agenda item two. I thought we were going to let her go first. Since, what, what time do you have to leave? I didn't catch the time. I, I can stay until 6.30. Okay. Well, I would hope that two and three are, are relatively quick, but I want to make sure that <coughs> we get full through. In fact, I want to hear everything on the plan. <laughs> um, I'm happy to go, though, um, so I won't waste more time. So um, I'm providing an update from the Noxious Weed and Sustainable Landscaping Ordinance Subcommittee. And um, I've provided everybody, and it's in the agenda, uh, a revision. Um, uh, Kurt, can I do that little presentation, Majigger? Yeah, I'm working on that right now. Just uh, keep, keep talking. Okay, I'm a riff. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so, uh, yeah, um, just to give you a, a big picture view of what's happened, um, we had in March of 2021, I believe, the um, some members of the public that came to talk to us about this ordinance, and um, SAB put it in their priorities that year and formed a subcommittee around it. We um, used a template from Kansas City from the Mark Group as um, a template on which we built uh, sustainable landscaping and a revision to our noxious weed ordinance. Um, and uh, we brought that before City Commission who asked for feedback from staff. Um, staff gave them feedback in December of 2022. 
um, and um, they we first passed it out of SAB in May uh, of 2022. Um, and so since then, we've been trying to respond to some of those um, elements that got brought up both by staff and uh, particularly by the city commissioners um, that had some information on it. And so um, the first thing that I'll, I'll show you guys in just a second, but I think we can go through pretty quick, is, is we're not alone in this. Um, these are um, ordinances that have been passed in lots and lots of places um, across the state in Iowa, across um, a huge number of municipalities, including uh, places like Lincoln, Nebraska, um, our close by friends in um, Lenexa and uh, Overland Park. Um, even Hayes has um, an ordinance um, to replace uh, cool season grasses in their lawn. Um, they'll pay up a, do uh, a dollar per squ three square feet or something like that to replace those things. Um, so we're trying to follow in the footsteps of a lot of things that are already going on. Um, apart from uh, the revisions that we've undergone, the core principles are um, thinking about how uh, maybe I should bring up mine real quick here so that I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure I can ad-lib my whole <laughs> presentation. Um, I know you work out, Kurt, I should have sent it earlier, I apologize. Um, so yeah, there's uh, stormwater cost shares. Um, one of the elements that got brought up by um, city commissioners is there hasn't been a whole lot of discussion in our, in our community about these kinds of things. Um, there have been an, a number of recent news articles, um, both from places like Gary, Indiana and Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, talking about how homeowners are trying to do native landscaping. Of course, the um, uh, more locally, we've had several about milkweeds in uh, Johnson County, and then of course um, the herbiciding of Prairie Park here in Lawrence generated a huge amount of discussion both around how we do sustainable landscaping and how we manage our um, native communities. Um, so actually on Monday night, um, Overland Park approved a new weed ordinance that encourages sustainable landscaping, um, so they beat us to it, but um, anyways, we're, we're still working on it here, and it's trying to both redefine uh, noxious weeds, um, which include a bunch of native species, but also to provide this uh, robust, um, sustainable landscaping. Um, yeah. So the things that have happened since then, in June, our subcommittee has been, we've been meeting infrequently to try and uh, revise um, the code based on county commission and our contacts. Um, apart from the community discussion that happened after Prairie Park, I did reach out to the NAACP um, as Commissioner Sellers had um, re uh, requested and um, talked to Linda Watts there as well as Ursula Minor, um, generally talking uh, specifically about the ordinance but also about how SAB can better benefit the diversity of Lawrence citizens. Um, so there's a number of, oh, awesome, thanks Kurt. So can I click through it or maybe make it big? Yes, please, you're on. All right. Sorry, you guys. So here's that timeline I showed you. Here's Iowa. Uh, here's a green cost share in Minneapolis. There's Lincoln's uh, programs where you're getting cost shares. Uh, here's Overland Parks and Lenexas. Both have cost share programs. Um, you can provide uh, up to 75% for reimbursement in Lenexa. Um, here's Hayes. will give you a dollar per square foot. So here's some of the um, community conversations that have been going on around it. So there has been a lot of discussion about native landscaping in your yards and what's prohibited. Uh, that's where I said Overland Park just on Monday um, past theirs. Um, here's our discussions at Prairie Park. And so here's where we are. We've been revising the code and now you all are hearing the revisions of the code. 
So um, we wanted to align this, of course, with the strategic plan outcomes and the KPI specifically. There are um, two in strong and welcoming neighborhoods. There are three or maybe four, depending on how you look at it, for kinetic, uh, connected city and one within prosperity and economic security. But I'd say above all, the revisions directly reflect the um, city's commitment to environmental sustainability and through changes in the way we do violations, our commitment to um, equity and inclusion. We also have several things that align with Plan 2040, and in fact, there's more explicit descriptions in Plan 2040 that align. For example, like integrating natural landscaping and agriculture into the urban environment. That's exactly what we're trying to promote. So here are the primary changes in the revised ordinance. It aligns our noxious weed list for the city uh, with that of the county and state. It revises the violation procedure to provide both a mediation path and to progressively assess fines. And then it promotes the use of sustainable native landscaping within the city. Um, these are the objectives and they are just what I laid out. Um, the first one is focused on the sustainable landscaping and the last two are us prohibiting noxious weeds. So these are the key elements we've worked on since June. Uh, we removed the elements that fell under the Land Development Code, which is a, a, a suggestion from Commissioner Finkeldye, and we've worked on that separately with Kay, who's on the um, Development Code Revision Committee. Uh, but we have specified some of the setbacks in certain cases, um, like um, being away from houses so we don't have to worry about uh, wildfire risks. We modified the original document to separate the first part, which is the basis for the ordinance, from the core ordinance language. Um, we added language that requires owners to submit a management plan to Parks and Rec, so that uh, that contains specific things um, like um, the minimum amount of management, um, how they're going to do those things, um, and uh, sorry, something else that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Uh, estimated vegetation height, setbacks, and annual maintenance. The management plans would be kept on file and adherence to the plans can be assessed as needed. And that's it. So I think everybody's had a chance to look over the ordinance and try to incorporate any revisions people have sent out. I'd be happy to take questions or... So are we ready to propose that we vote on this? So I don't know the ready, order. I, I, guess. I think are we have ready? a discussion. Uh, I don't know, normally whether we propose to pass it and then it gets seconded and then we have the discussion, I think is normally the order of operations. So, so I make a motion that we accept the weed ordinance as been and the group has written and everybody's had it for a week or two and then um, we send it on to the city commission to review if after we get a second. I'll second. Edit, edit it because your motion is accepting it as written. Okay, well, n never mind then. <laughs> never mind that. Let's do it as we edit. Okay. We can edit it and I can change that and then we can propose to pass it as edited if there are suggestions in it. Yeah. Great. Does so the second come before discussion or vice versa? Pardon me? Does the second to, or if it doesn't motion? I'll second. Okay. Who was that, Amanda? Uh, Nancy. Nancy. I just had some comments and questions. Um, well, first of all, I was part of the, the group a, f a few months back and um, uh, was sad to miss the last meeting. But so I am witness to the incredible uh, 
morphing of what the original document was. And there's been so much discussion that's gone into this and a lot of community experts that have been brought into the fold. So I just think that's awesome, um, the way it's, it's tied into city, um, city goals and, and standards. And I think the, the, the things that need to be removed regarding development made it a whole lot easier. Um, and so kudos. Uh, been for, for all the time and effort and, and working with city staff because uh, I know a lot of time went into this. Um, can you can you tell us more about the cost? I haven't had a, a chance to really dig into that part. Um, I like this cost sharing idea, but I haven't had a chance to see is there any, uh, I don't know, recommendation of like how to fund that or what those costs would be. I know that will be a city commission question. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, uh, Courtney um, Masterson is on the subcommittee and has reached out to people in Johnson County. There is funding in the IRA for things like this. Um, Johnson County hasn't gotten those, but uh, they they have their um, tax, their sustainability, small mill levy to fall back on. But there uh, appear to be federal ways that we could help promote these things to help pay for that cost share. And one of the revisions that we did was to remove the percentage uh, that we didn't specify the percentage that you, they would match or up to value because that of course should be set by city commission so if you know it feels like it's a strong burden or they want to do it as a pilot program to see how much interest it is that could be started as a, a quite small program um, in terms of the percentage match or the total amount that was available to each individual yep um, so that's one one of the cost I think there's another cost um, probably a balance cost uh, in that uh, in, in terms of enforcement, this would, if people had plans on file with Parks and Rec, there would probably be more exceptions as people went out, in, as enforcement went out around the community. I mean, it's almost all complaint driven, but there would be exceptions out there for people that had plans on file. Um, so that could potentially reduce some of the enforcement, but th there could be other reasons for enforcement to be uh, just as uh, necessary. And you worked with some uh, Parks and Rec staff? Uh, on this, we haven't talked to many Parks and Rec staff. I mean, we have people that are working with them as well. But Parks and Rec would be, that would be the other need. Parks and Rec, I think, put in for three positions in the last budget and didn't get any of those positions. Um, clearly, with things like Prairie Park and things like that, they need more expertise on native landscaping and, and those kind of things. So they have been working with the Kansas Biological Survey and also with um, Courtney Masterson and other people to try and bring in that external expertise. But they would probably need somebody to like at least digitally file the plans that people put in for sustainable native landscaping in their yard. Any other board members with questions? I see Nancy, your hand is raised. Yeah, um, I had uh, written to Ben um, earlier about the height limitations of the prairie meadow. Um, it's written as 12 inches and most prairie meadow plants and grasses are between three and four feet. So I just thought, I just wanted to ask, you know, why that limitation of 12 inches was put in and see if we want to continue to have that. Yeah, so I think that was explicitly put in around 
prairie meadows, um, which I think was a distinguishing thing. We, we have in the definition section is where Nancy's talking about um, item K is about native landscaping that allows things to grow to their natural height. Um, but the second one there and the ones that follow are examples of types of nat natural landscaping. Um, the idea of a prairie meadow, I think, is a, a lower um, prairie thing, but certainly all of our, many of our prairie plants are way taller than 12 inches, so I would not have any any problem in removing that height requirement. We're just trying to give people examples there of natural or sustainable landscaping, like that would include xeriscaping or, um, yeah, a prairie meadow. Could include quite a lot of different kinds of um, natural or native landscaping. <clears throat> but uh, I, I just didn't, when I read it, I didn't read that it was just an example. And, and I don't know, is that clear that this is just an example? So these are in the definition section. Um, L through P in that definition section are referred to further up as examples of K, which is natural landscaping. Again, it's just in the definitions, but um, let me see if I can find where that's referred to. I believe it's when we first talk, talk about it. Sorry that I don't have it straight off my head in here somewhere. It, it's under managed natural landscape. It's item D and definitions. There's unmanaged plant growth, which yeah, is... Under unmanaged plant growth, it says ma managed natural landscaping 3.2 above and definitions section. But I agree. I, I don't think that it's that clear, Nancy, um, that those are examples. Oh, you're back up in the text? Yeah. You're in section 2.4 reading that and referring to section 3.2 above. That's a typo of some sort. Yes, thank you. It's 2.2 above now. Thank you very much, Stan. Catch. That's why I wanted to be able to make changes. Yeah, absolutely. So we, the whole first section was our rationale for the ordinance and where it fit in the KPIs and things like that. Um, City Commission last time said that's really a document that would go along with the ordinance that we actually wanted to pass. So that was pulled out. But yep, that's great. So Nancy, I'm suggesting then that we say, um, they're under section 2.4, manage natural landscaping, and then in parentheses 2.2 above and examples with <coughs> definition section, um, or examples L through O within definition section. And, and, and do you removing, want to pull the 12 inches from the height of the meadow? Yes, and then removing the 12 inch. Uh, so we would say meadow landscape, under definition section L, we would say meadow landscaping consists of native plant species of grasses, forbs, which is spelled wrong, and wildfires, wildflowers, um, and wildflowers. I don't think that we need that naturally grow no taller than 12 inches. So you would strike Thank that you. part? Yes, I would strike that part. So it would say, and wildflowers is intended to be mowed no more than once a year and requires little to no watering beyond natural rainfall. Thank you. Any other questions or comments from the board? I, Nancy, or I mean, Kay? I, I um, Kay Johnson, SAB board member, I really appreciate all the hard work you <laughs> have done. And this follows um, also a lot of the things that I've uh, experienced when I was working at the city of Wichita. So 
it's real important that people understand that they can do sustainable landscaping in a way that they won't get a ticket for it. And, um, you know, because there are quite a few people that would do that um, and follow a management plan. Yes. So I appreciate you doing that. Thanks. Yeah, just, uh, we didn't go over this because we've gone over it a few times here, but the, the status quo right now, whether it's enforced or not, is that if your uh, landscaping is above 12 inches, it is currently considered, can be considered noxious within the city unless you have permission from city commission. That's how section 18 reads. Um, enforcement obviously isn't doing that, it's complaint based. So if people complain that your um, lawn is too tall, then you can be out of compliance. Yeah, so when you say landscaping, you're talking about grass? This is, this is like your lawn. This is like your, yeah. Um, not so, trees, not shrubs, obviously. not flowers. Yes, yes. This is, well, mm. it could be flowers, actually. I mean, it's not like if you have prairie plants out there that that couldn't be considered as part of your lawn. Uh, it's, it's listed as not, I think it's listed as vegetation um, generally, but obviously it's not being applied to trees. It is in the section about trees. It is section three in the section about trees. Okay, you have any more? I have any more. I have a question for you, Ben. Yep. It, in the applicability section, it says it applies to all public and private buildings, developments, and land within the incorporated areas of the city of Lawrence. So we have vacant lots and land that's been annexed. How does this apply to vacant lots and land that's been annexed? Is it considered a managed natural landscape then or an unmanaged plant growth area yeah so there would be for a place like that there would be no managed no management plan if it's an annex so it's part of the city there would be no management plan on file unless one was filed and the growth would be um, not managed not cut once per year or something like that so it could be considered um, noxious because the growth this the old the, the, the same rules that say that it's being too tall alone is noxious. So that could be applied now, though, under the rules. So it would be subject to the requirements of Section 2.4, <laughs> unmanaged plant yes. growth? Yes, thank you, unmanaged plant growth. So if you had a vacant lot with trees and stuff on it, they would be considered unmanaged plant growth and have to be removed or trimmed? It's what the first sentence says. So this replaces Section 3 in um, ordinance 18 of the city code and trees are differently are handled in section one and two about those same kind of things so i don't i don't think that it, if you're asking would they have to cut down all the trees because it would yes, be considered that's what i'm asking I, I i think under section uh portions one and two of trees under ordinance 18 already deals with those things so this is uh, so i guess what i'm asking I guess I should ask you a question. So you think that maybe we should say non-treed vegetation or something like that? I'm concerned that it's based on what I've read here. I'm uh -huh. not familiar with the other sections yep. in the zoning code or development code that you're referring to. So when I just read this on its own, it makes me worried for a vacant lot. Okay. Because it, 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 it's not clear We've got a, a land that's been annexed with, you know, open space, grass, no development on it yet. There's sure. So right now we have uh, an element that the uh, municipal officer 
the code enforcement officer makes a judgment call about whether or not it's in compliance. That is still here, and in fact, the beginning of 2.4 says plants and landscapes deemed as unmanaged plant growth by the municipal office official shall be removed or trimmed. So if he, he can obviously look at that, or she can obviously look at that and say, there are trees, but the undergrowth is managed, mowed or burned or something like that, he could or she could deem it not to be unmanaged plant growth. But if you have suggestions for how to make an exclusion for trees here in that plants and landscapes, I'd be happy to include it. Well, sorry, Catherine Morris, sad board member. I would, I, I would want to like look at that a little bit because oftentimes trees actually can be problematic in vacant places. They can actually be part of the noxious growth that we're trying to prevent. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I wouldn't want to necessarily say any trees. It would be like based on the caliper of the tree and the kind of tree that it is. I mean, if we have a, a field of pear trees, then that's actually yeah. noxious growth. And so... Um, Bradford pear trees. Yeah, Bradford pear trees. Sorry, not all pear trees. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we, wish, we should kind of like tease out the language on that a little bit and make sure that we're not, you know, we wouldn't want to suggest that they should cut down, you know, six inch, you know, diameter trees that are oaks and things, but certainly allowing for the the growth of unmanaged noxious yeah. trees is not a bad thing. No, I, I yeah, sorry, this is Ben Sykes, um, vice chair. So I, I agree with you. I think if those like calorie pairs are listed by the state mm -hmm. as noxious weeds, they wouldn't be covered they're still noxious weeds and have to be removed. Yeah, okay. And if the ad hoc plant advisory board that would be created to edu you know, to go over these things once a year, if they would add a species like that, then if it would be included, it would need to be removed too, whether it was a tree or not. <coughs> yeah. Does that? I think, yeah. I think that could yeah, address, that, that, like, that, that, if they're a noxious, yeah. but they're a tree. Yeah. Thing, right? There, there will be trees that will be on the noxious yes. weed list. So in that, Excuse me. In that ordinance, I've just pulled it up. Um, there's a whole section on trees, including abatement of Dutch elm disease nuisances. So there's all kinds of different discussions about nuisances for trees, and that's in the first section. And then there's the weeds is in the next one, like it's in another separate uh, Article Three. So Article One discusses trees. Uh, the whole section 18 is called trees and right, weeds just has to ha happens has, to be listed has its section. section yeah and so in that regard uh, they're only talking about vegetation and the ve and the definitions earlier there's trees and then there's vegetation so i think right. i think that the one i'm looking at um there's a separate um <coughs> You know, there's even trees, shrubs, brush and woody vines, large trees, medium trees, small trees. There's all kinds of definitions in that particular article. So, uh, and that has to do with uh, street trees in particular, but there's also a nuisance section for that. Yeah. This is in the development code? No, this is... Um, code of the city. It's a 18. Yeah, this has been provided a couple... Chapter eight, 18. Times and links. So... Yeah. May I ask a question Absolutely. about that? Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a reason we've been Tree City USA for, um, for for so long. Parks and Rec has done a great job, and we clearly, you know, 
care about our trees. Um, did you say that that, that uh, area about unmanaged growth is, is uh, was it 2.4? Yes. Is replacing a, a certain thing in chapter 18? So just like this says in intent, um, which starts before the ordinance, the last sentence in the first paragraph of intent okay, is I'm that sorry, this ordinance, I'm sorry, uh, page eight of 25 in our agenda. The ordinance below would replace article three, which is called weeds currently in the section of chapter 18 of the current code in its entirety. That um, section, uh, sorry, chapter 18 is called trees and the first two articles of those deal with trees. Um, the third article of that chapter focuses on weeds and excessive growth. Of focuses vegetation. on excessive growth. Yeah. And I, I, I would just say that we did uh, try and create circumscribed trees out because there are a lot of people, including um, the city horticulturists and other people, city arborists, that believe that we should revise the tree code as well for the city because of things like Bradford pears. But that is not an element that we want to tackle with this revision. I'm not sure if that, did that answer your question, Don? Kind of, I know that was kind of discussed of, of how to, you know, work with that and, you know, yeah. and, you know, maybe develop something that's just comprehensive. Yeah. Uh, and that's what the mark ordinance is. So, but it's not just section, to be clear about your question, it's not just section 2.4 that would re replace it. This whole portion we've created from section one in the ordinance everyone's been looking at to um, all the way through the definitions would replace section three in chapter 18 of the current city code. And so it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't, wouldn't impact trees. trees. Although I think Stan's raising a question that if there's a, um, a, uh, a lot that gets annexed by the city, whether or not it would be the, the height of the vegetation could be considered unmanaged. Is that right, Stan? <clears throat> Yes, and I don't. I guess I don't see how Section 18, Article One of the City Code prohibits Section Article Three on weeds. How does that prohibit it from affecting trees? Anyway, I, I guess I'm concerned about vacant lots. I'm concerned about vacant lots and really? the land that we're annexing in. Uh -huh. And I'm worried that the way it's written right now, it's not clear to me how a vacant lot would be handled okay. in a neighborhood. I can um, tell you from what I've read, sounds like what I dealt with in my past life. And vacant lots are a fire nuisance if you don't, if you don't keep them mowed. And so, annexing in would bring that in to the code requirement, but generally it's just at least mowing once a year to make sure that that is not a fire issue. So when we annex south of K-10 near Iowa, we're saying that land needs to be mowed at least once a year? They'll have development plans because that's part of their plan. They have de well, so, development plans, but I don't know that they, anything's been approved. So I guess, Stan, how would you distinguish between 
and annexed a abandoned lot, like an abandoned lot within the city? I don't, I don't think we have distinguished. No, I, I know. I'm asking for solutions, not just, oh, okay. right? So how would you distinguish between someone that has a lot in the city or even a home in the city that's not maintaining any of their vegetation? Let's say that they don't have a house on it. There's no property on it at all. How do you distinguish between that and new annex land that wouldn't have to be cleared? That would be the purview of the municipal officer that's going over there and evaluating whether it's not, right? And you think that this empowers that person enough to be able to make that call? The language under 2.4 is exactly the same language in terms of their ability to do that as it currently is in Section 3 of the code. Currently, anything taller than 12 inches they can say is noxious. So it's the same language. There is always going to be some subjectivity uh, that the code enforcement officer is going to have to judge. Well, that, that gives me some comfort then. Okay. That, that's what I'm trying to figure out is how is a vacant lot going to be handled? How is annexed land going to be handled? Because those are different. I mean, those are I, I know. not actively managed typically. And so where do they fall? And, and it looks pretty, the way I read it, it's pretty prescriptive that they have to be cleared. They don't have that's to. Why, that's why I was asking. The, the removal of noxious weeds has to happen by state statute now because all of our noxious weeds would match the state's. Beyond that, unmanaged plant growth would be deemed by the uh, municipal officer, but we've created new exceptions for that that focus on natural landscaping Okay, and that were not typified in the last ordinance. Is all unmanaged plant growth considered to be a noxious weed? No. No. So just un any unmanaged plant growth Excessive. Unmanaged plant growth can be excessive, excessive growth that has no management can be considered noxious, not no a noxious weed if you want to get technical, <laughs> can be considered noxious. It's a nuisance is really what it is. Public nuisance a public and therefore nuisance. has to be managed and that allows the city to go in and manage it. That is currently what is on code. And that's generally because of rodents, it's because of fire issues, it's because of a lot of yeah. Other. Okay, so the sentence that says plants and landscapes deemed as unmanaged plant growth by the municipal official yes. shall be removed or trimmed. That's so the it. official has to deem it unmanaged. That's right. And, and there's also now a path by which there doesn't currently exist that the landowner can say, hold on a second, actually it's not. And we can. there's a mediation path where there can be a discussion around that. And, and if it if it's if the municipal officer hasn't deemed that it doesn't automatically mean that it's managed that's true it's just kind of a no designation is that what you're saying well the municipal officers as we've talked about plenty of times are complaint based so if if there's no complaint that's made against it then there's kind of no designation then there's okay. no designation I'm, I'm way more comfortable now that we've had that and, and generally there's a there's a statute and a way to do that, you have to write a letter, they have to get a letter, they have a certain amount of time to respond to it, and right. and now there's a... That's the whole complaint process, yeah. but I'm, I'm just thinking about... Yeah, the municipal officer is still empowered to say, this is unmanaged or this is not unmanaged. We've created a bunch of exceptions for that based around you doing native <laughs> landscaping that don't currently okay. exist. That, that and it also helpful. allows for people that have a problem being able to pay or, you know, there's a lot of... Yes. Um, leeway for that. Okay, that, that was very helpful to me. Thank you. Sure. 
Um, any other comments, questions? I, I have a Go few. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I, I feel like there's some things that's, that may still need to be worked out just as a, a, a little thing, um, maybe taking tree out of that definition. Where, is that the uh, definition of unmanaged growth? Did we finish that conversation? Is that in um, here? So, uh, uh, again, again, unmanaged plant growth, uh, as uh, Katie laid out, trees could be included in unmanaged plant. I mean, if you leave it unmanaged long enough, it includes things we would typify as trees. So I think that would be up to the municipal services officer to, to deem. I don't think we want to exclude all trees writ large. Okay. And trees are not in that section. They're not. I don't see the word trees. In, yeah, and it doesn't actually say tree. In 2.4. But they are defined in the in the definition section, unmanaged plant growth. Okay. May, may I interrupt for a second? Uh, yep. Jamie, you said you could be here till 6.30. I yeah. highly, <laughs> I suspect highly that we are not going to be able to accommodate your schedule, and maybe we'll have to ask you to come back if you're available. Yeah. Um, Jamie Hoffling, Sustainability Impact Analyst for Douglas County. Um, I, uh, we're, we're doing a public launch this month, and, um, and it goes until December. I don't know for sure if I'll be able to come back, but I um, definitely encourage all of you to review the plan and just ask <laughs> questions as they come up as you're going through it. Um, feel free to, to email me, and I will get back to you as soon as I can to answer questions. And... Um, isn't there a survey for that too? So if you could provide that to Kathy so that we could. Sure, mm -hmm. I can do that. And it's also on the, on the plan. Right. So if you're reviewing the plan, the, the QR code is on there. I, I just have a quick question. Sorry, this is Ben Sykes, Vice Chair. First of all, I apologize that you didn't get to present on time. I, I guess I would ask in terms of presenting to us both of these plans, I know you've had some SAB representation on there. Was this to get our, to get feedback from us? Was that the main goal? Yep. So we can still do that individually. You can. Um, what, do you think there's value in us scheduling a special SAB meeting to focus on these things to get you directed SAB as a community feedback? Well, there, there's a subcommittee uh, that has been providing feedback all along. Right. Maybe it might be good to hear from members like Nancy <coughs> and Kay that are on that subcommittee to see if that makes sense or okay. if, in addition to what they're already doing. Um, um, but no matter what, the feedback survey is the place where any of you can individually do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a question of Kathy on that. Is, it, do, is there a, a limit to the number of board mer members that can be on a subcommittee or in a subcommittee meeting? You can't have more than five or we have five. violate the open meeting. So we couldn't really invite everyone to... to Otherwise, we could, we could advertise it as another meeting and have more. But up to five without violating the open meeting department. And you are going to be presenting to Douglas County as well as to the city of Lawrence. So there's another opportunity for any of us. There'll definitely be more opportunities. And the open house is coming up next week. It's uh, November 13th okay. on Monday. And everyone's welcome to come. It's going to be at the train depot over in North Lawrence. And you'll get a full tour of the plan by <clears throat> um, posters that we have up and there'll be staff there to answer questions. Okay. So lots of opportunities to, yeah. to review it and get get, up, um, get feedback. Okay. Yeah. There's also a youth open house uh, tomorrow night at Sunrise Project. So your young, okay. your yeah. young ones can come. Um, we're we're um, 
promoting that one to uh, ages 13 to 29. So young adults and teens, there's food, there's prizes, and it's also an opportunity for them to engage in the plan. Youth Open House, say that, I'm going to say that one more time. Yes. Youth Open House at the Sunrise Project, which is f close to 15th in Parker, Connecticut. It's on uh, Leonard Avenue. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we can make comments about, about the plan online in the survey, like very specific comments, like the table on page 7 doesn't have any units, so you don't know. I am aware of that. The <laughs> yes. bar chart on page 8. Things like that. Yep. Can we take a couple more minutes to maybe ask questions and see if anyone online has questions? Of we Jamie? should go ahead no. with. We we need yeah. to call no, the question. We need to stick to okay. the weeds. <laughs> stick to the weeds. Uh, We've been in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to let her know that she probably didn't need to hang around. Thanks for coming for the adventure. Six thirty departure Absolutely. time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was good to hear the update on the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll try and get um, comments on climate action. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks. Thank you for being here. I'm yeah. sorry we we didn't get to you. Okay, understand. You guys have a lot to cover. Can I back up? Yes. Uh, so, um, not that one. This one. I'm looking at 2.2 managed natural landscaping on page 10 of the agenda packet. Okay. Uh, number one. So, I'm just trying to understand this better. So, owners keeping managed natural landscaping must submit a managed plan to Parks and Rec. That it, that, um, is that just like anyone who wants to do natural landscaping or is that just when you want to do something that is outside of normal height limits and such? If you want to create a managed natural landscaping, a managed natural landscape in your yard, you are free to do that. Under the current code and even under these revisions, unless you have that plan in there, then the enforcement officers don't wouldn't know that you are ha, have already put this plan in there and therefore you have a managed natural landscape. So for example, if you stop managing it and it all grows over and grows everywhere and you don't have a managed natural landscaping plan in there, they would they could come in and abate it. They could come in and cut it because you're out of code. But if you have if you are doing it once a year and your neighbors still think it's overgrown but you are following the plan that's been that you submitted and has been approved by Parks and Rec that would be considered a managed natural landscape because a lot of the vegetation we have here gets quite tall mm -hmm. by August or by September so I guess I'm just trying to find the delimiter, delimiter here mm -hmm. so it says owners keeping managed natural landscaping must submit a management plan but it, until the last sentence of that paragraph that it says approved plans considered in compliance by code enforcement for lands landscaping above standard height requirements, the city will ensure it adheres to the submitted plan. So I, uh, what's the qualifier there? Because as a homeowner, I might read this and think I have to submit something to Parks and Rec. Like, how do I know when I have to do that? Or is this just as a punitive measures or something if once someone has already had yeah so this is just like Stan's example unless there is a because because of our ordinance is mostly complaint driven the only instances would really apply in is if somebody says hey this person has vegetation that's goes against the weed ordinance or goes against that if you have a managed if you have a plan on file that you are a managed natural landscape that's currently the current code asks that you approach city commission if you want to have vegetation that high. This allows that process to basically just, you file a plan that includes- And you have to get it approved. Yes, you do have to get it approved. I just wonder if we can add to that first sentence something that 
qualifies that and makes that clear so that okay what would what do you suggest just something maybe from below where approved plans will be considered in compliance just just the above standard height requirements or, or otherwise because I don't, I don't know that that's just some feedback like just reading this as a just a homeowner I would be a little conf confused by that so if you're saying owners keeping managed landscaping over 12 inches would yes. that solve your problem uh, yeah or maybe um owners wishing to keep managed natural landscapes that fall outside of the code the code the code that is you know i don't know i'm not quite sure the exact the language sorry what? yeah that's not succinct enough I would suggest we just use the same words as below, above standard height requirements, so that you, if you if you want to modify that first sentence, use the same language. I agree. So Owners keeping managed natural landscaping above standard height requirements must submit a management plan to Parks and Rec. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. it makes Perfect. a lot more sense to me. Um, and I'm sure I have probably some other little piddly questions, but just some overarching comments. Uh, I know how long this process has taken, so um, I don't want to waylay it or, or anything, but I feel like in order to have success at the uh, city commission, costs need to be at least somewhat addressed, and Parks and Rec should have a read of it and provide some input so that it's not, you know, so it just has more success of getting past at city commission. I don't know. I, if I were a city commissioner, I would say, so I absolutely agree with you. I would say that um, the only way that those kinds of things happen, given staff time and limitation of staff time, is if city commission asks for those things. So whether it's um, city attorney's office or parks and rec or other things, they don't have time for a, a member of the public, even if they're on SAB, to come and ask them to look over things. Kathy has generously donated her time to come to many of, I think, all of our subcommittee meetings and to provide a little bit of understanding of where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But we can't get that feedback before city commission sees it. We have to get it as a response to city commission saying it is needed by the city, I would say. Well, that's, I don't know if Kathy can attest to that, but that's, that's my impression. Um, and just lastly, I noticed someone from Parks and Rec is in the, the, in the room, so uh, if, if uh, other board members don't have further questions or at some point, I would like to hear from him. I, if you're willing. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. I'm Mark Edgar, I'm Assistant Director of Parks and Recreation, so I oversee all parks, development, native lands, trails. Um, I think what you're doing is pretty aggressive, and I like it. I like that we're taking the big swing. I think there's a lot of pitfalls that we're going to have to address as we start thinking about this. And a little bit of what we identified it. If you have neighbor, 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 and then you have a vacant lot, then that needs to probably go to the old weed ordinance because usually it's an owner that's not around. They just let it go, and then the neighbors complain. So I think there's a lot of nuances on this. You know, if if First of all, the resources are going to be key, and I, I kind of agree. I think we probably do a cost analysis on this before we take the city commission, so then we have a more fulfilled plan. That hey, look, great ideas. We think you know we put in native lands management division in our last budget proposal didn't get funded. That would have to get funded for any of this to accomplish, and it takes. Let's say we get really successful. So there's 
2,000 people that decide we're going to do native planting in our yards sure. as opposed to the traditional mow. In my opinion, someone needs to be going around and checking to making sure they're staying in compliance and not just growing Johnson grass. So I think that will be hard because the more successful we get, the more it's going to cost city-wise. But I think it's doable. But I, you know, I saw Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec, it's like, oh boy, we don't have any, anywhere close to the staff to accomplish any of this. We can do it. It's, it's a matter of the city commission saying, yes, that's a priority, and yes, we want to fund it, and we want to put it under your department. Great. We're, we're perfect with that. And, and we can do it. We have the resources now. We just don't have enough people. I will tell you today, we do not comply with this. We, we are not successful in eradicating all noxious weeds on all 4,000 acres we own. We have invasive species everywhere, so the, the honeysuckle is the biggest problem. We've not been able to get the resources to go in and eradicate that. We have euonymus growing in trees. We have just all kinds of, that are more invasive than noxious weeds. But, so, you know, I would love to see the resources for just us to do it let alone how do we manage the whole community and you know big development areas so there's you know places out along sixth street huge huge properties are going to develop well those property owners aren't doing anything with that property they're just letting it go now do we go do a weed violation on it nobody does i mean most of the weed violations and and we assist with mowing contracts on these most are, are neighbor to neighbor so that, you know, hey, this guy isn't mowing his yard, and, and then it gets a weed violation going. So, you know, it, it's an interesting dilemma because if, if we're successful, you're going to see some nicely planted native vegetation that's, that's managed at a proper height and it, it looks decent. Or you're going to have somebody who says, oh, yeah, I have a plan, and then they just let their yard go. So that, that I think, is our biggest potential dilemma. I think the enforcement after the fact will still take some work because I don't think you can just go, okay, yeah, they got a plan, they got it. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate a lot of the feedback on that. I, um, so the idea that noxious weeds, that we can't, we're not managing all of them on our properties, that's not actually a city code thing at all. Like if we're not managing the things that the state is calling noxious, we're technically out of compliance too. Right, and so my, I know we don't have the resources. No, the realistic view of that, and and it's that's why they have a noxious weed officer with the county. Yeah, because they go out and go, hey, there it is, and they Got they it. do that to us. Yeah, you go, hey, were you out along K10? There's there's a bunch of you know Johnson grass out there. Okay, yeah. we'll go address that. Yeah. But. For us to say, yeah, we got complete control of all 4,000 acres plus all the right of way, we aren't even close. And I'll sit here and tell you that. Yeah. We'd love to be better. You know, bindweed's another thing. It doesn't really show up until the flowers start blooming. And then you go, oh my goodness, half of Centennial Park has bindweed in it. Well, yeah, we need to address it when that shows up. So it's, so, it's a big challenge. I got a couple of questions on the cost analysis. Mm -hmm. uh, a, is that even a thing SAB can request of somebody? No, I would, uh, or well, like how does that even work? No, Kathy sent this to me, and I went, whoa, wait a minute, this this is going to be expensive. It's not undoable, but I honestly feel like just advising you, yeah, as a non non participating advisor. In my mind, if you're going to take this city commission, let's give them a full package to say, we want to do this, and here's what we think the cost will be, and here's how it could be incorporated into the Parks and Recreation Department. I don't have a problem giving you rough numbers. 
So I have a question. Typically, the only way we get any action is to get it at least into the hands of the city commission. Yeah. Because we have so limited, and, and this action in particular for this ordinance, we have been told several times, well, you can't do this because we've got the land development code update committee going on, and you can't do that. This is our only way to actually get action. Yep. And then the, the city commissioners can request a review and start working through the process. That's really how what we did with the plastic bag ban, and it was four years or five. So th this is really our only sure. recourse. And But we appreciate your interest, and now you have a big heads up, um, because I think that we need to go ahead and well, I guess. So, go ahead. I was just going to say. So, trying to be mindful of time yes, uh, for our meeting, uh, and understanding that this is probably not a final, final version, but it's it's it, it's something that's going to get the process more formally started. I would just um, ask if we feel like we need further discussion or if we can maybe move forward on on this subject to the edits that were were already identified and suggested yeah I'd be uh, comfortable with that I'd like really like to work with you on the cost estimate too even if we if we pass this I would absolutely help you with that because I, I think you're gonna run two routes one you're gonna send the City Commission that's gonna come back to me anyway so to me, it's a stronger proposal if we've collaborated a little bit. And, and I'd like to bring our city forester in too and say, okay, look, what, what do you really think this is gonna take for us to accomplish what's written here? And it, you know, to me, that's a better proposal. And it's a budgetary proposal, honestly. And that's, that's where it's gonna land is, can we afford to do this? Sure. So given those comments, do you wanna, Ben, what's your preference do you want to move forward tonight try to see if we have enough votes to approve it or do you want to work more with parks and rec and I'm comfortable with a dual track actually of us going ahead and, and voting and seeing seeing where we land and also working with you and, and the reason I'd say that is because we actually did send it to City Commission already once and it had parks and rec language in it and the city staff that got asked to look over it which took six months or something to get back didn't include parks and rec and so I'd, I, I guess I'm just aware that over the course of two years, getting something that we send to them officially gets some blessing at least for staff to have some time to it. And so I guess that's where I come down. Okay. I mean, my advice honestly is I would target trying to have this ready for a budget proposal for 2025. Yeah, I like that. You know, I, th I think that's, and that way they can, the city commission can really consider is this something we want to do and knowing the cost and knowing that the idealistic view of this is, is great. But here's what it might cost to accomplish it. I, Let's vote. I think that makes it pretty strong. Let's vote. Well, they have to call a question. Some, I did else call the question. So, your motion. Was so my motion is, um, with the amendments that we have discussed tonight, uh, I propose that we um, approve the weed, nor weed ordinance and send it to the city commission for consideration. Could we second? She second. Katie seconded. Don, did you have a comment? Oh, would it be would it be too complicated to add to that uh, question uh, if um, 
simultaneously, like you've kind of, you know. I don't want to mess it up. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather not. It's well, I think it's, it's a great opportunity that we have. It's going to happen so. anyway. They're going to mm -hmm. talk anyway. I don't see anybody's hands raised from the board members online. Uh, we've had a motion to approve this uh, uh, with the uh, amendments that were identified, the specific amendments that were identified here tonight, and a second. So I would say all those in favor of approval, please signify by saying aye. 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 Any opposed? Same sign. Okay, it's approved. Thank you, Ben. I just want to thank thank Mark for for yes, attending and, for and uh, look forward to, to connecting the, you know our, our subcommittee connecting with maybe your staff and figuring out when there can be a it's challenging when you've got <coughs> our subcommittees usually do things outside of business hours and your staff works during business hours but um, maybe you you and Ben can connect anyway, and figure it all out. We could do it. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. All right, uh, next item uh, on the agenda, our next action item is considering the creation of a new subcommittee uh, for to focus on Ordinance 9744. And Kay is advocating for this, so we'll let Kay say a few words if you yes, have Yes, thank them. you. Um, I propose that we create a new subcommittee uh, for renew <coughs> renewable energy that would cover city ordinance 9744. And the purpose of this committee would be to draft and recommend the framework of a plan to achieve the goals established in ordinance 9744. And I um, put forth a proposal and this proposal supports the City of Lawrence strategic plan and may support every sustainability KPI, including those in strong, welcoming neighborhoods, unmistakable identity, prosperity, and economic security, and connected city. This um, particular subcommittee also was a part of our discussion in the, um, for the development of the priorities for this uh, for SAB uh, in December. So there was already three um, items that was listed in that priority that follows uh, the KPIs uh, of the strategic plan. And uh, we wrote this particular one based on the uh, key progress indicators. And so in our goals, we said we would um, outline approaches to achieve the goal, helping City of Lawrence develop a plan and making specific rep recommendations on plans. So that's what this subcommittee would start uh, working on. And, um, and then we would develop options. And if you look on the um, specific uh, Actions for the subcommittee specify the entities involved with each goal one through four, identify what information is needed to achieve the goal, develop a laundry list, not exhaustive, but of strategies, policies, and actions for each goal that could be implemented in a short time frame, say as one to two years or a longer time frame greater than two years, provide a general evaluation of each strategy, policy, and action proposed, including general pros and cons and cost considerations 
not an exhaustive budget exercise, but low, medium, and high as far as cost considerations, um, and also provide the compiled list of strategies, policies, and actions with a, a general evaluation to the Climate Action Subcommittee for their use in preparing a draft recommendation for the City Commission to consider as a climate action and ad adaptation plan for the City of Lawrence. So this subcommittee would work with um, Nancy's climate action plan and um, also the last item that the subcommittee would do would be to formally request the city manager's office to provide the required progress report identified in the ordinance of what has been accomplished since the ordinance was approved in March 2020 and we have not received um, such a report. Upon receipt, the subcommittee will evaluate and review the progress report identifying data gaps that should be tracked and reported in subsequent, subsequent reports. The subsequent, the subcommittee will, or the committee, will make recommendations to the city commission. And those, then the goals are listed, um, so the action items would be the renewable energy goals, which includes um, by 2025 for electricity and municipal operations, 100% renewable energy, um, by 2035, all energy sectors and municipal operations by 2030 for electricity citywide and by 2035 for all energy sectors citywide. I think this is a great proposal that's long overdue and I thank you for putting it together. I would ask if we have any um, discussion among the board members. This is Ben Sykes, um, Vice Chair. The, the one thing I saw is that the, in that five, the, the point five, the last sentence, I would guess that the subcommittee would bring I know. recommendations to SAB and then yeah. we would approve or, or not. But yes. Yeah. Just same way as all our subcommittees. Right. And, and that probably should be committee or subcommittee. We just need to have succinct language throughout the whole thing. I, I think I got off on subcommittee, but we've got committees, so yeah. we just yeah. changed that language so everything would say committee. Yeah. Nancy, it looked like you were starting to raise your hand. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add that I think it's a great idea. I fully support this. I, I would, uh, I hope we can get this off the ground very quickly. I fully support it. This is Don Hawkins, uh, board member. Uh, just one question. So uh, w when we are formally requesting something, do we need to outline, like, does the, the chair do that? Do that? Does the, the committee do that? And then also, would we set that committee this evening as part of, like, if we vote on this, we would kind of decide on who's on that committee? Is that I mean, part of the... We don't have to do the who's on it, but in the past we've generally agreed at the beginning of the year what committees we've got. Mm -hmm. And this is a little bit ahead of that, but. Yep. I think it's great. I just want to make sure that that uh, formal request does get made. So I'm just uh, wondering who that would be. Probably Stan. A formal request. On the, Five. to get the report going. Could be just a I think it would be the SAB would ask. Right. Or letters from the SAB side. Right, which then would sign that. So I, um, I would just propose that we include that in our vote so it's official that he can do that to follow up. 
Right. So that would be, we would, our committee would request SAB to do that, and then SAB would, so we could revise that. Yeah. I think you got the point. I, th I think, yeah, I understand what's, what's there. I'm taking that as, you know, it, it says the subcommittee will, but it's really SAB will. Right. Yeah. So I've not, this is the first time a committee has been formed in my recollection since I've been on the board. I didn't know we had to vote on it, but um, since we do, we need a motion to form a new committee focused on renewable energy and ordinance 9744. I would motion. Thanks, Amanda. I would second. And Ben seconds. Any other discussion on that? All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Any opposed, same sign. All right, we have a new committee and then um, We'll probably need people to fill that committee. And um, another day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that has to be done tonight, it but um, that'll be the next step. So I would ask everybody to be thinking about whether or not you want to serve on that committee. All right, let me get back to the agenda. I think it would be useful to have people volunteer tonight if. They're so willing to do so, so that we can get a jump on it instead of waiting another month. Absolutely, people could volunteer tonight. I volunteer. Okay. I volunteer. I have Amanda, Stan. Don and Amanda. And I'll be okay. glad to chair it. Okay, volunteering. Yeah. So we have at least three. I think Motion might be interested in this I'm too. I'm sure he probably would be. So we leave, leave that one open so that we don't max out the... We can have five. Oh, we can have five. Yeah. You all right? We can have five and not violate open meetings. And uh, members of the public can uh, participate like we've had in right. other committees. So we might just say as part of our meeting tonight that if anybody's particularly interested in, right? Because everybody mm -hmm. goes on and watches these. That's a good oh, point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <Of> Absolutely. <laughs> the multiple people listening online and here <laughs> who may be interested in also um, serving on that committee are welcome to do that. Mm -hmm. I should reach out to Kay Johnson since she's will be chairing. Go to Kathy. Oh, go to Kathy. All right, we covered the two items in the agenda that required action. Uh, do we want to go to updates from subcommittees, staff report? I would like to discuss the board of boards or whatever that okay. is. Um, the recommendation's been made that, that our sustainability advisory board be eliminated. And I obviously don't agree with that. And um, I'm concerned that the items that we've actually been working on um, this year that our uh, strategic plan goals that will not get finished if uh, the sustainability advisory board is eliminated. The things that we do do not um, are not always covered by city staff and there were comments made that city staff could do it or you just don't need to do it at all um, and I disagree with that so I don't believe that city staff will follow through with the action items that we've listed in this ordinance and we've already identified 
um, certain areas like um, the transit building did not have uh, natural gas, uh, did not have electricity, they used a natural gas uh, system and fully admitted that they would have to replace it and spend more money uh, to do it later on. And that is what we at Sustainability Advisory Board is hoping to accomplish so that we don't have to spend um, city's money needlessly by going back and retrofitting a facility that should be done up front. I, th I think that we have uh, endorsed the um, sustainable buildings program that the MSO has proposed and we all spent time and did write a letter, or I believe we wrote a letter supporting that. Anyway, we showed up and supported it. Um, so I think that will be better in the future, but we still don't have this report either from this particular ordinance. If we're not watching, who is? Yeah, and I'm, I'm hearing that the city commission may take up the recommendations from the board and commission. Um, on the 21st is what I saw. Yeah, on the 21st of November. So to be clear, they would take it up before the new people that were elected yesterday are set. Correct. So yeah. there, there's going to be an opportunity to comment then. And it, it's, it's a small consolation, but we did, or um, I did propose adding an additional sentence to the recommendation. So even though the recommendation says that it, the SAB should be eliminated, it also includes the sentence that says the Board and Commission Structure Committee recommends that the City Commission consider restructuring or reformatting the SAB to bring its functionality more in alignment with other advisory boards and to more closely align it with city commission needs and goals, city manager support, and the achievement of our city's strategic plan outcomes. So even though in one sentence in the top of the paragraph it says it recommends eliminating, it ends with recommending that the city commission should consider restructuring or for reformatting. And I think if they follow that, uh, sentence in there, it would actually strengthen our relationship and our role with the city. I think it w would have that potential, I should say, to strengthen. So I was, it was a small consolation, but at least um, the Board and Commission Structure Committee did adopt that, that sentence that I proposed. This is Ben Sykes, Vice Chair. I appreciate that. I, I think an important, I mean, I, I was able to watch that meeting. I was out of, uh, wasn't able to go to it, but um, one of the heart of the rationale for it, uh, for the elimination of the SAB is that this is something the city should be doing across all its departments, that it should be integrated into everything that the city does. And I don't think you'd find anybody on SAB that would disagree with exactly. that. We all agree with that strongly. I don't think that the city is, is able or willing to dedicate the resources necessary to have sustainability integrated, to have a, a Kathy type person in every single department. 
sorry to use you as, as a third person, <laughs> third party here, but Kathy gets worked extensively, including by having to come to our meetings and all of our subcommittee meetings, but also has a ton of stuff, I think, on her plate. And I would argue that having the SAB that includes a huge number and diversity of expertise on sustainable outcomes and doing sustainability in private and in federal and on solar and on all kinds of things, on toxicology, eliminating that simply because you think it should be spread across the entirety of the city's operations without a plan doesn't, doesn't make doesn't hold water to me. You can still have that committee, and as you said, have them be doing things that you want done on that front because you know, they, they denied the opportunity to bring together a data person for Kathy, um, and the budget requests are not reflecting the city's commitment to sustainability. I don't see how eliminating the SAB, <laughs> even though it doesn't fit an outcome, reflects the commitment to sustainability either. But of course, I'm preaching to the choir here. Right. So. <laughs> so I have a question, Stan. So. Go ahead, Kay. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Does somebody else have their hand up? Um, so my question. Amanda, I'll call on you next. Okay. My question is, what do you think that we should have been doing better if you think we were not aligned with the city's strategic plan, which our priorities are? I think that we we tried at the beginning of last year when we uh, did our our planning session to look at the strategic plan. Um, I think that as chair, I should have done a better job of trying to make us focus on that every meeting. I don't think we've done a good job of doing that. Uh, I think we, w we might have difficulty telling a uh, city commissioner, how have we supported this strategic plan? What actions have we taken this year that, that feed into that? I think we could have done more. So if you're asking me what we could have done, I, th I think we could have done, had a little more focus on it and taken more action. So these are our priorities. And with the exception of Ordinance 9744, which um, we've also had the committee on the climate action, which one could say that has been helping, helping to satisfy some of that. We've actually done that. We, we said we would work on the weed ordinance. So this, this particular document that we made in December is what we've been doing. I think we've been trying. I think, I think what we're doing now where like Ben is linking the weed ordinance to specific provisions in the strategic plan is important. I think your, the subcommittee that was approved tonight or the new committee linking it to specific provisions in the strategic plan is important. I think we could provide value to the city on recommending some additional changes to the strategic plan. The city manager said that it's not necessarily a etched in stone document. 
and that it needs to be kind of a living document that that can change i think we could make suggestions honestly i don't think the strategic plan has is very robust on environmental sustainability and the the items that are in there are not how should i say this without being rude just not very powerful they're they're minor environmental sustainability items so we could we could be proposing uh better more robust environmental sustainability standards if they I also, since you're asking my opinion, I know I'm, I'm somewhat I, maybe I was going to be more skeptical that the city commission would disband the SAB if it went to the new commissioners. I don't have as strong a feeling about that now, and the the dynamic is that. If my recollection serves me, I think Mike Dever helped create the SAB. And so I was optimistic that if it went to the new commissioners and he was elected and it appeared that he might be, that there would be enough votes to say, no, we're not going to go along with this. I don't know how the current city commission will judge this. I still think it will be about, if you're asking my guess, three to two or four to one. To not agree with that particular provision, but I don't know. Um, they might say, "Yeah, we want to incorporate this in city staff." Um, so, Amanda and Nancy. So, Amanda, you had your hand up next. Yeah, actually, I had. I mean, put it up right before Ben had said it that the city didn't actually budget for uh, Kathy to have any additional support so I'm not exactly certain why or where we'd expect to see it implemented um, throughout all the departments especially when we're free I mean not Kathy's time but you know <laughs> it doesn't get cheaper than this um, and so I just I wanted to like, I guess just back what he was saying since he he did mention that um, and then I think you know moving forward as we look at assuming that we aren't disband um, and we look at our future goals um, again kind of setting timelines and like appointment dates for the months that we want to address each of those topics just to kind of hold ourselves accountable um, again I know that the team I manage always does do better when we have that deadline um, because there's nothing like that last minute to really get you motivated. Um, so I think that you know, moving forward, there's definitely some ways that we can improve addressing the topics that we want to see addressed and hopefully get more things done. And I think that looking at the city's strategic plan um, is a great place to start. And I appreciate your comments. I think um, having a, putting ourselves on a schedule is a great suggestion. Nancy, you have your hand raised electronically. Yes, um, I just wanted to say I think that it would be great if we as the committee members would attend the city commission meeting um, and each make points about why we think the SAB uh, is important and um, we, we can, as members, 
tell the commission what, what our expertise is and, and how we add value. Um, and I think it's important that all of us show up and speak. So if we all are here because we think this is important or we wouldn't be putting our time in. And so if we want to maintain this group, um, the board, I think that we need to show up to this city commission meeting um, and speak. And, and without that, I think we're much less likely to um, be maintained. So I just would like to challenge everybody to please do that. Thank you. So can Kathy okay. let us know for sure when that is scheduled? Because I did see a future item for November 21st, but that, of course, doesn't mean it wouldn't be on November 14th. I don't think it's going to be on the 14th. I can, I can let you know for sure. I have not heard confirmation on when this item is going up to commission, but I'll let you know. Kathy, can I ask you a question? Yeah. For my information for those things, and we keep talking about you like in the third person, even though you're <laughs> right here. Um, when I'm thinking about the city manager and them thinking about how much work you do, and I know you do a ton of work, how much of that would you say is things that you wouldn't do otherwise if SAB wasn't here? How much of the work that I'm doing now wouldn't be? Like if, you know, whatever, 40 hour work week, or let's just make up a number. How much of, of your week is, do you feel like, oh, okay, I gotta do this because of SAB, but I should, I, if I wish I had those four hours so I could spend it at another MSO <laughs> or wherever else you have to go to. Yeah, I would say it, it really just depends on the week. Yeah. The month. Um, there are certainly some times where there's a little bit more activity, like with the single use plastic bag item, there was more activity and more time spent um, during that time. And then it also depends. I know that subcommittees were dormant for a little bit, and then they all kind of came active. And I know yours kind of yeah. really stepped in with a, a long meeting and stuff like that, um, which is great. So but yeah, it's really hard to calculate that time um, spent. And I know there's a new subcommittee. So, you know, depending on the, the work there and the amount of time that that's going to take. So there's at least these hour and a half, two hours every single month. Mm -hmm. And you would be required to be at all of our subcommittee meetings? Not Staff isn't required to be at all the subcommittee meetings. Sometimes um, it's easier, as some of you know, with the conversations because you'd be reaching out to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say this, um, some of you know because you call me directly, but um, it's not just the hours in within the meetings. Um, sure. I've had several conversations over the last two weeks, it seems like, um, with individual SAB members um, going through uh, some items and stuff like that. So again, it just it depends on when there's more activity and conversations that are happening. Um, I'm just trying to get a little bit of empathy for the city manager when they say, oh, here's how much we budgeted for sustainability, AKA you, and here's how much of that is getting used up because we have a SAB mm -hmm. that I could, that the city should redistribute to, you know, and I'm, you get where I'm coming from? I, I don't have any idea of that at all. So I was just trying to get some kind of ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Sorry, sorry, I'm not giving That's you. okay. It sounds like sometimes it, it can be quite a lot and, and other times it's, it's, Back, background to all the other other discussion 
I guess I want to know, do you have any opinion? I mean, you're brand new. What are you thinking about here? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's certainly not heartening to join a committee and then hear right away that it's going to be. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I, I agree with what has already been said that, you know, it doesn't seem like um, if, if, the, if the goal is to distribute it across the city to make it a priority across the whole city, then, then it would be nice to see more demonstration of that through allocation of funds and things like that. And I think, uh, yeah, as, as uh, Amanda said, you know, we're donating our time, you know, so I understand that, you know, Kathy's working with us a lot, but um, I do feel like things would, I, I'm, I guess I'm fairly pessimistic. I feel like things would fall off the, the radar, like that we, we have just a diversity of voices here that are bringing things to attention you know, it sometimes is sometimes it's tedious to, to look at each individual sentence, but I feel like things would not be attended to as closely that they would get maybe even dropped entirely, and that's just um, that's disheartening to think about. Obviously, I joined because I wanted to pay attention to these things, <laughs> and you know, hopefully, come up with some good ideas for future initiatives so if I may just because it was recommended doesn't mean it will be accepted <laughs> I would just keep that in mind that whole document that the BCSC prepared is just suggestions to the City Commission for their consideration and I don't know to what extent they're going to adopt those um, I think some will have a good chance of being accepted and some won't. And um, I think it's, there's a lot TBD. And I don't, I don't even know if they'll take action on it on the 21st or if they're just gonna kind of receive it and, uh, and then move it to another date to discuss and take action. But I don't think it's a done deal. And then we have more discussion about that. I don't see anybody's hands raised online in here. I guess what my mind drifted a little bit while we were having this discussion, and that is, why do we need to wait to request um, the annual review of the progress goals, progress on the goals of 9744? I don't think we need to. Well, I think that we, I, I was under the impression that we're, that's we want to do that. That we have. So can we just, Amanda? Has, Amanda? I did not mean to unmute and laugh out loud. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, can we just have a motion? I mean, do we need a motion? Can we just? Just do it. Kathy, can we just request the city manager? Ask him, ask the city manager when this annual review will be completed and provided. Yes. It might not be until after the calendar year. But it, it, I'm, it, I'm the one that's working on it, and I'm the one that would equal city manager's office in that statement. So okay. exactly. just ask me to provide it uh, by the December meeting. 
are you going to be able to do it by the December meeting or do you want to? Yes, it's just the summary of actions. You're not missing a whole lot. You know that, right? I mean, I know that uh, it's been brought up before, like it feels like we can't move forward if we don't know what we've done, but um, you're aware of some of the activities that the city has um, entered and uh, there isn't a consultant currently engaged with developing a pathway to get us to the goal of 9744 or anything like that but you do know there is a consultant that is um, working on the city's fleet transition um, they came and spoke to you all so these the things that will be in the progress report are things that you're already in the know of of you know some of that activity that's been going on um, but there's not a whole lot of activity or actions that have already taken place all right so well, I'm well, just saying you're not missing a whole lot. I mean, well, okay. I think we've we've informed the board on on some of what we've already accomplished. I I will say, um, and I, I am looking at time, um, that there were two items tonight uh, that uh, the board took action, but there was n no open call for public comment on those two action items. So, if maybe during the public comment you can allow for somebody to that's speak on those two action items as well oops that's a good point um, if you're offering to have that report by the December meeting we accept your offer um, all right I don't know I don't know what the spirit of, of that part of that was and maybe we can do this again but we can have a formal letter come later but I feel like one of the the benefits of having such a letter um, sent is that it kind of puts it on the city's radar and it's not just you know we're we're talking to Kathy all the time so it's just sort of a well I've repeatedly asked for it and Kathy knows that I've asked for it yeah but she has not had the time to do it and that is my point entirely and I think there should be a letter that goes to the city manager saying this ordinance says that there is to be an annual meeting well I I will I'd be happy to draft one for our consideration for the next meeting. Thank you. And so, Kathy, you don't have to kill yourself to do that report before our next meeting. But what I'm saying is I do feel like it's important that it be put on to the city manager's plate because that's what the ordinance says. Nancy, you have your hand raised. I think we better get public comment before we're out of time. Oh, I agree. Do we have any public comment for discussion tonight? Oh, we do. Yay. <laughs> Terry Wilkie, City of Lawrence, good taxpaying citizen here. I had to move outside. I'm insulin dependent. I wear a blood sensor, yeah, a blood sugar sensor, and it's, it makes it loud. <laughs> okay, so I did want to comment on the weed ordinance, which I'm on the subcommittee. I like the weed ordinance, and I'm gratified that Parks and Recreation came. And I would suggest that Parks and Recreation, it seems to me, the gentleman's point is, how much is this going to cost Parks and Rec? And I would like them to give us an analysis of how much the existing weed ordinance costs them if they enforced it. Stan, you're very interesting to say, well, what about these vacant lots? 
To date, nothing is done about vacant lots. They are full of Johnson grass and bindweed, as this gentleman told us. So if they were made to comply with the existing ordinance that exists, and, and they ought to, how much is that going to cost them? And do a, an analysis, how much it, would this new ordinance cost? You know, it, it just ought to be factored in. Thank you. Good point. Thank you, and I apologize for not giving you a chance to talk when we were considering that. Any other public comment? Nancy raised her hand. For I was just going to say, I think that was a great suggestion that Terry made because it's really important to say, you know, this new ordinance will, will cost this much, but they're not, they're not following through with the ordinance we currently have. So um, it's really how much more would this ordinance add uh, the cost to the cost, really, not how much does it cost. Yeah, I, I think having a cost estimate would be and va very valuable for the city commission to consider it. JT is saying he has um, no public comment at this time, but thanks for remembering and asking. All right, thanks, JT. Um, do any of the other committees have an update for us? Nancy, do you want to update us on your the Climate Action Subcommittee? Uh, well, the committee met with uh, uh, Jamie Hoffling and um, spent time giving her feedback on two different occasions, two different meetings. Um, we also considered uh, discussing the um, the coal plant and and requesting that we have. Uh, the city manager as an intervener for uh, Evergy's IRB, no, IR, what is it? IRP. IRP? IRB? Okay, IRB. IRP. So we wanted to put that for IRP, thank you. I knew didn't quite have the letters right, the IRP. So we want to bring that up at the next meeting. Integrated resource planning. Thanks, Dan. Give you a quick one on Food Policy Council. Sure. Monday night we had a meeting where Savion presented and we also had many members of the county that came to talk about the proposed thousand acre, uh, actually it's 1100 acres, uh, Kansas Sky Energy Center that would be north of town. Uh, there's a committee that's formed for the Food Policy Council that will, that will provide recommendations to the Planning Commission and County Commission on what our, our uh, feelings are surrounding um, the proposal as written that Savion's presented. That's what's going on right now. Is there a desire to hear from Savion? We've had some suggestions that we would, from some of the board members, that we'd like to have him come talk. If we exist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would like to hear him. <laughs> yes, because I it is. I just wanted to make a request about having pre presentations. Um, I, and Stan, I don't want to come off wrong because I am so appreciative of you stepping up at a. Tri uh, uh, challenging transition for the for the board uh, and you've, you've um, uh, done great keeping us uh, on task but I feel like um, kind of unexpected presentations when we have such a short time frame I think maybe compared to other uh, 
boards that they, if, if we're going to have a presentation that we haven't discussed, that it may be a 15 or 20 minute presentation, or if it if it's something that can wait to like, I don't know, just make sure that it's, um, that our, our tabled items and our previous things are coming forward on the agenda to make sure that we have time to, to cover them. But Fair enough. That's a good comment. I have a real quick comment on the Land Code <laughs> Development Committee okay. update. So it's giant. And we need to get you comments by tomorrow at <laughs> Right. If you could, but I. Page document. So I'm going to give you some hard copies. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you can have the hard copies. This is module two. Um, no, that's oh. just for you. Oh. Because it's that's all module two. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the digital version. It's online. I was looking at it online. Um, there's. There's parts about. There's two. Landscapes. So, yeah. Yeah. This part. I was, it's online, I was looking at it. Okay. Yeah, but these two are particular to landscaping and what's the other one? Sensitive environmental. Okay, environmentally sensitive units. lands. Yeah, and so if you have the opportunity to get me comments by tomorrow, that's fine. Otherwise, there's other opportunities and they're going to have, and Kathy put those, um, that information about public comments. They just made it today where you can comment online. So uh, I'll get that to Kathy and she can send that out when she updates some of the other stuff she's going to send us. Um, but I also feel like this is really where we, we need to provide some strong information to um, this group. And um, I appreciate whatever you guys have the time to do. The other thing I would suggest when we do have presentations that it shouldn't be more than 15 or 20 minutes and that we also have developed a few questions that we know we want to get out of the presentation and that way we can make sure that the people that are presenting to us focus on some items that we are interested in. Sometimes I felt like in the uh, Evergy presentation that, that they were telling us things that not necessarily <laughs> was beneficial to us. I mean, it was a long presentation. But I would suggest that we develop three or four questions for every presentation that we have. That way they can focus on some things. They can tell us other things too, but. They can tell yeah. us information. Right. That's just a suggestion. All right. So I'm finished. We need to wrap up here, but I want to remind everybody that um, next month we're going to elect new chair and uh, vice chair of the SAB. And I think, Ben, you've indicated that you're willing to serve as chair if, if, if we all elect you to do that uh, after your year as vice chair. And we'll need somebody to volunteer to, uh, hopefully somebody will volunteer to be considered as the vice chair and work with Ben. Um, yeah. So, does that mean you become chair emeritus? Yeah. Chair emeritus. Yeah. Is there a title for that? Can I nominate someone now? I, I would like to nominate Kay, being that she has been here. If I think she's been attending these meetings for. I'm. I'm an, the longevity. <laughs> well, we're going to do that so, next month. But yep. if yeah. you would consider that, Kay. Yes. Thank you. Great. All right, with that, I think we need to adjourn. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. All right, thank you. Out in Zoom land. Thanks, JT, and 
Terry. Kathy, <laughs> I hope we didn't miss anything by not having a staff. Thanks for coming, Terry. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. No.